boom goes the dynamite. All righty then. We are back. It's the SoCo Sports Show. Uh, we took a week off, but but we're back now. Uh, I'm the co-host, Cody Michael. I'm joined, as always, by the SoCo, Seth Ott. I am actually leaving. Goodbye. Oh, okay, see you later. Uh, I, <laughs> though, am here to talk about the NFL. And we, uh, Seth, Seth is not leaving. He, he is, in fact, going to stay. Um, and we're going to change up the show just a little bit this week since we missed last week. Um, instead of going game by game for week number six, uh, we're going to go team by team and just catch up with, with all the teams across the league and uh, see how their last two weeks went and, and where they're going from here. So um, we're going to get into that. Of course, we are, we are going to pick this week's games uh, for week seven for Pigskin Pick'em. And uh, Seth will, will have his bets um, near the end of the show. So we're going to jump right into it. But before we get into anything, we got to hear from our good buddy, John Gruden. You run right by his ass! Scare him to death! Hi, I'm Chucky. Ho, 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 ho! Santa Claus is here! Huddle up! Well, uh, we'll get into this a little bit later, uh, of course, when we're going through the teams. But the big news this week, Jalen Ramsey traded to the Los Angeles Rams. Um, not really a big impact on the Raiders for, for John Gruden, but he, of course, had to comment on this one. He said... Jalen Ramsey has been traded to the Rams. Wow, you can't make this stuff up, man. Just call them the Los Angeles Ramseys. What a time to be alive. Oh, I love it. That's a classic Gruden tweet. <laughs> there was a lot. So I obviously I follow the Rams very closely. And so a lot of their social media posts and emails and stuff that have come out about it, it says like Ramsey, but with the Rams part capitalized. So yeah. you know me, I'm a big fan of name puns, so I'm here for it. He's about the most perfect player you could have on the Rams right now. Mm-hmm. Definitely. All right, so that's it for John Gruden. You run right by his ass! Scare him to death! I'm going to cut it off there because that's a long sounder. Um, <laughs> let's go for before we <laughs> before we do anything else, um, let's shout out our sponsors. Um, first of all, audibletrial.com slash SoCo. Hit the link in the description box and get your first 30 days and your first book for free. Free! Mathis Designs, uh, hit up our good friend Steph Mathis on Etsy.com slash shop slash Mathis Designs. You okay over there? I had a little, I had a belch in the middle of that. I hope that didn't come over. (laughs) 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 And of course, Mike's Wood, which can be found on Etsy.com slash shop slash cornfed and wed. Hike! There you go. Um, we also want Sports to related. thank a uh, supporter of the show, Mike Vandenhall, who does double duty as a sponsor and a supporter. Uh, if you want to support the show, head on over to our anchor page, which you can link to in the description box and uh, select which level of support is right for you. Uh, of course, if you uh, if you cannot or or refuse to uh, support uh, on a monthly basis, just keep clicking us and uh, keep sharing us out with folks. And that's a great way to support as well. Um, speaking of anchor, let's kick it over to the golden voice of Cody Michael for an anchor ad. Here we go. All right, let's talk some fucking football. Whoa. That just happened. That just happened. Did we win? I missed that sounder during my week off. I, I, I did too. <laughs> We're going to go through every team. Some we'll talk a little bit more than others. Uh, some some we'll certainly be really quick on. Can we start with the, the, the Rams and the, and the uh, NFC West? You want to? All right, let's do that. Yeah. Let's do it. Uh, we'll um, start in the NFC West uh, with the Rams. It sounds like you got some shit to say about the Rams. So I think just one thing that that's funny. Um, 
of course we mentioned the the big blockbuster giant trade Jalen Ramsey um before we go into depth on that one something that that really made me laugh so prior to Ramsey being traded um he's been out of practice with the the Jaguars and um you know basically saying he's hurt and stuff so they released the first um injury report this week for for the Rams um with with Jalen Ramsey on it and uh it says he's in he's on the injury report but it's for non-injury related he didn't practice today which a lot of times for after trades um you know it's it is non-injury related when they're on the injury report when they don't practice um and Adam Schefter tweeted one blockbuster trade appears to have been just what Jalen Ramsey needed to get healthy and clear up his lingering back issues in Jacksonville that's (laughs) so (laughs) Jalen Ramsey no longer having back issues uh, now that he's on a team that he uh, wants to be on. Thank goodness. And you mentioned, you know, big changes for the Rams this week. And I, I think, Seth, that, that these moves have come a little bit because of a sense of desperation in L.A. Uh, the Rams are losers of three straight games. They lost to the Buccaneers, to the Seahawks, and to the Niners. And the Seahawks game, the Rams had a real shot at winning, uh, missed a field goal at the end that would have that would have won the game for them. But... Uh, you know, three straight losses. The Rams are now three and three, and I think there's real concern in LA and across the NFL that this is a team that is not what we thought it was. This, this is not a dominant, you know, top three NFL team that we thought it was coming into the season. And and earlier in the year, you know, there were concerns for the team, but they were winning, and so it wasn't so bad. Now they're losing. And not only are they losing in close games like the ones to the Seahawks, but they also they got thoroughly worked by the Niners, um, <laughs> twenty to seven. And the score does not indicate how much of a dominant performance the Niners had. We'll talk about the Niners in a little bit, um, but the Rams. I have not seen them in probably two and a half years get worked. There's a difference between losing and being dominated, and they were dominated. And this is a team, I think, Seth, that we need to adjust our expectation on. Uh, this is a team that's going to have to work hard for all of its wins and uh, is certainly going to have to scrap and fight to get into the playoff conversation because right now they're not in it. Um, you know, They're going to be in that wild card mix. They're two games behind uh, in the NFC West, which is proving to be a very good division so far. Um, the Rams have a couple of get-right games uh, coming up against the Falcons and the Redskins. If they can get both of those – They'll be in a lot better shape, but there's concerns all over this team, primarily with the offensive line. They just made a trade also for an offensive lineman from the Browns. Um, former first-round pick. Former first-rounder. Uh, they're banged up on the offensive line. They're banged up on defense, um, which is part partially why they went and got Ramsey, but they lost Marcus Peters, traded him away to acquire a linebacker. So this is a team that's making some adjustments. Um, the sky hasn't fallen on this team, but again, you know, I've adjusted my expectations for the Rams, Seth. Where, where are you on them? Do you think that they have a real shot to turn this around, or are we looking at yet another team that goes to the Super Bowl and can't make the playoffs the next season? Also, don't forget, um, Aqib Tlaib is on the IR mm-hmm. right now. Aqib Tlaib um, and John Johnson, starting safety, who's been playing really well, uh, just added to the IR today. So they're, they're, they're really thin uh, on defense. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that, that's tough for them. I, I do think, though, and obviously we don't know how these are going to impact them. I, I think you can expect Jalen Ramsey to come in there, probably not this week, but I, I would guess next week, and then they have the bye. So maybe they wait till after the bye, too, because he has, I know he's been, you know, out of practice and stuff, and a lot of the back, quote-unquote, back issues are for 
uh, him not just wanting to show up. But, uh, you know, I, I do think maybe they wait till after the bye to get him fully in there, too. We'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, but I do think they're, with, with them making these moves, I, I think there is something to be said for that. I, you know, I also think, though, with the Rams, they are so talented in so many positions. I know they lost a lot this year, but I just, I just don't. There, there are some Super Bowl teams who come out of the Super Bowl that it makes sense why they don't make the playoffs again, whether it be through injuries or they just, they, some teams have these tremendous runs for one year. Think of the Panthers, the year they went 15 and one, they haven't been the same since. And they arguably have probably more talent now than they did then. Um, there, there's just, sometimes there's these years and the Rams weren't that the Rams were really good the year before they went to the Super Bowl. They were extremely good the year they went to the Super Bowl. They have great coaching. They have elite talent on that team. I think that they're, they're a type of team that, that has the talent to and the coaching to get it right. Um, do I think it's an uphill battle? Absolutely. Um, but I don't even put the division out of reach for them at this point. I think the Niners have played one real team so far, and that's the Rams. Did Sure, they you know they whooped them, <laughs> but... Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm not ready to say that, that the Niners are. You know, we've seen teams do this before. They start five and zero, six and zero, whatever, and then don't win another game. We've seen we've seen the ni- the Niners themselves do it. So you know, it, just a couple of years ago. So it's not. I, I'm not ready to say that that the Rams are out of the division by any means, but it it is definitely you know there's question marks around them still. Absolutely. Uh, again, they'll, they'll have a couple chances. We'll we'll preview the game against the Falcons this weekend, but they certainly have a chance to get to five and three. But- excuse me, before their bye week. And um, that's got to be the primary goal for them to get back in the mix. Uh, Let's keep it in the West right now, and let's go to Arizona. The Cardinals right now, uh, winners of two straight games. They beat the Falcons and the Bengals, which, you know, not teams that you should be super stoked, but the first two wins for quarterback Kyler Murray, who has played well uh, in the the last two games, 340 yards and three touchdowns most recently – against the Falcons. And Seth, this offense for Arizona is really starting to take shape. Uh, They're getting David Johnson involved a lot in the passing game, and it seems like they're hitting a little bit of a stride. Now, again, they've won two games against two crappy teams, but you got to be happy to see, especially Kyler Murray, get get a little bit of success. Yeah, it's I I am happy because I I do like Kyler Murray a lot. I think, you know, what I've seen of him and and his style of play and his arm, I mean, I think he's one of the better rookie quarterbacks to come out in a little bit um you know the last couple of years especially these athletic type quarterbacks uh, i i th- just in terms of the intangibles and and you know everything you see from him i i think he's going to be a great quarterback in the nfl i really do um they just need to start getting some pieces around him in, in arizona but winning two games at this point in the season is really big for them uh they they i mean they're already better than last year uh by a lot <laughs> so uh you know i, I think that I think that they're gonna that they're on the rise. Uh, they got some good young receivers, um, like you said, David Johnson. They got Patrick Peterson coming back here soon, so uh, that's big because their defense has been terrible. They they do need him back badly. Uh, he he's a game changer back there. So you know, I think I think they win a few more games this year. I think they win four, five, maybe six games uh, by the end of the year, which would be a, a big win for them. I know it's not a lot of wins, but it's big for them compared to where they looked at last year and and kind of the the gloomy, the, the, the gloomy uh, uh, feeling they had around there prior to this year. Let's work our way up the standings to the 5-1 and one Seattle Seahawks. And uh, in the last two weeks, they've beaten the Browns and the Rams, both in close games. And 
I know, Seth, you haven't been a believer of the Seahawks, uh, at least for, you know, uh, prior to the last time we spoke. Uh, this is a team that I'm telling you, dude, I, I am a believer in, and I, I want to get your take in a second on that. But, you know, this is a team that uh, I think is prepared to compete for this NFC West crown almost entirely because Russell Wilson is playing out of his fucking mind. Uh, right. He is putting up the best numbers of his career so far this season, and it's been a great career for him. Um, he has, in these last couple weeks, I think taken the lead from Patrick Mahomes in terms of MVP uh, mm-hmm. status, and he's been, they've needed him to be near perfect to win these close games, and he has been that. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're getting just enough from other facets, but I think as long as Wilson, um, you know, is is playing as well as he is, this is a team that could go as far as he's going to take them. So at 5-1, and one, are you yet a believer in the Seahawks, or do you think this is just Wilson muscling them to close victories? So I do think that part. I, I think Wilson is that team, but that's a credit to how great he is um i think that's that for me that my tune is changing more towards the positive and then i'm again not ready to die i don't think even if they win that division i don't think that they're a threat for the super bowl sure um i don't think they're i don't think they're an elite team but i do think that russell wilson is an elite quarterback i think he's entered like i guess aaron Rodgers from a couple years ago territory where he can win any game by himself mm-hmm. and he, he can make every single throw. He's got the legs. He's got that winning aura around him. Um, he's, I mean, he's probably a top two or three quarterback in the NFL. Um, if, if not the best right now, like he said, he's probably the, he's probably the best quarterback in the NFL right now because he's doing it with limited talent, um, especially around the offensive line. Uh, I mean, I know Chris Carson has played really well too for him. Uh, he's, he's, uh, fix some of those fumbling issues early on in, in, in the year that did really hinder them. Um, they could be six and zero without, without, without those issues. Um, but that defense is that defense still isn't good at all. Um, there's really not any good players left in that defense and it's been him. It's been Russell Wilson carrying that team. Now, if he goes down or for some reason he hits a rough stretch, which I don't anticipate happening just because he's done this pretty consistently. This is the best he's ever done it, but he's been that team for a couple years now. So for some reason, something happens to him. That team instantly goes towards the bottom. But as long as he's playing like this, it, it is almost like a Chiefs situation. The Chiefs, they have more talent on the offense, but they have no talent on defense. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to be them. I mean, that would be an in- I, I don't think it would happen, but that would be a fun Super Bowl <laughs> with those two teams. Oh, fuck yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so I think, like you said, I, I think it's kind of a two-part thing there. I'm I'm changing my tune, and I believe that they are a credible team that can win any game, um, but it's because of Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, we definitely agree on that. Uh, let's go to the 49ers, and honestly, the 49ers their thorough thrashing of the Rams this weekend terrified me. Because how did they win that game? Uh, they win twenty to seven, and let me give you the numbers here. Um, Garoppolo was was you know fine 24 of 33 for 243 yards he did throw a pick um but they dominated time of possession in this game they had like 40 yep. or 45 minutes of time of possession and their defense played incredibly well limiting the rams to only seven points this is a team uh this is a boa constrictor team if you ask me they'll get up by seven and it's the game was over because yep. they're gonna bleed the clock they're gonna you know there was a there was a stretch of time 
I think in the third quarter of that game, that the Niners had the ball for something like 12 and a half minutes. And yep. the Rams had two three and outs. And if you have two three and outs in a row, the, it's the second half already. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so this is a team that's going to get small. They're not going to win by 40 points, but they'll win a lot of games by 10 because they'll get a lead and they'll just bleed you dry. And they're just walking down the field with their run game. It's creative. They've got great talent in the backfield and they're getting them the ball in space. Um, this is a scary team, Seth, because who wins in December and in January and in February? It's mm-hmm. teams that can defend and that can run the ball. And they're doing both those things really well. Garoppolo is not even having to break a sweat. Yeah, um, that's. I, I think I heard a stat where um, they they're the they're the most run heavy team since like 2009, which was the Seahawks actually when they had Marshawn Lynch and Russell Wilson just be, basically being a game manager back then. Um, but uh, yeah, the the they're running the ball the most. I think it's almost 60 percent of the time they're running the ball right now, um, which works for them. I mean, it's uh, it, it's not a formula that works super well for for most teams because team just can't execute the running game but like you said they have three running backs on that team right now uh, most notably Tevin Coleman and Matt Breida but then they also have Raheem Mostert in there to bring change the pace that they're able to successfully run the ball and be creative on offense Kyle Shanahan is you know a guy who's who has been an offensive uh, genius at times so um you know Garoppolo doesn't have to be a, a great quarterback he just has to be good he has to be able to, to complete passes they have no talent in terms of wide receivers really just a bunch of young people that they that they drafted but um, there's really no names there anymore but you know they're they're effective they have you know Kittle's a, a great tight end um, but even he hasn't been as you know explosive uh, because he hasn't they haven't needed him to be um, that defense is playing really well Richard Sherman is is enjoying a, a nice little resurgence um, you know the the they and they didn't really add a ton of people on defense either other than really Nick Bosa who they drafted um, I think that I think the pieces are just starting to come together they've had talent on that team for a little bit they just they never really had the pieces come together they have had injuries where you know just never really gelled but now they're coming together and they're looking good now again I'm still not ready to say because they have not played anyone yet right other than other than the Rams so you know I, I do want to see them play some more teams obviously but you know having a, a fourth place schedule uh, is going to be very beneficial um, we see that this happened a lot the Bears last year the Vikings the year before having that fourth place schedule can get you pretty far if you're talent you have talent on your team so um, you know we might not even see them play that that difficult of teams and, and have to have that big of a challenge but you know we'll see how far it does get them I, I do believe that this is more real than not though I would agree with you uh, coming down the pipe for the Niners, Redskins, Panthers, Cardinals in that order. We could be looking at an 8-0 and uh, well, that, 49ers team. That Panthers team, though, we'll talk about them a little bit, but they're I think they're pretty legit. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm excited to get, get back that to game will sure. be That game will be 6-3, to three, but it'll be, <laughs> it'll be a, a tough one. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that's the NFC West. I'm stoked about this division. I think it's going to be a really fun one to watch. Um, and certainly you'll have a team. I'm betting two. Uh, get into the playoffs uh, when the time comes. So let's go to the AFC West. And there's a not nearly as good a division, uh, if you ask me. <laughs> we'll start at the bottom with the San Diego Superchargers. Um, the Chargers are what the Chargers always are. And that, to me, is... Disappointing. They're, they're a really talented team that I, f- I want so badly for the Chargers to be good. And they fucking aren't. They have, they, you know what this is? I, I think I think the Chargers are losers. And losers yeah. lose. 
They're just like, they're just like I go. always talk about with the Browns. Because in the last two weeks, the Chargers have lost games to the Steelers and to the Broncos. Uh, neither one of which is is looked at as a tough, you know, playoff ca- caliber team this season. Um, but they lose close games in both those, both by a touchdown. Um, this Chargers team is immensely talented. Now, they're dealing with some running back drama, right, because Melvin Gordon is back in the fold. They're still working out the balance between him and Eckler and, and really getting Gordon up to speed. But this is a team that is just thoroughly dis- fucking disappointing. Um, and frankly, I don't want to spend much more time on them. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is about them because last year, again, pretty much same talent other than, you know, until now missing Gordon. And they were 13-3 and three last year. I, I don't really know. And Philip, it's not like, you know, a drop off and play from Philip Rivers or anything. He's still playing well. Uh, it's just a, for some reason that team is not clicking. Um, I've never, you know this, I've never been a believer in the Chargers. Uh, so I, I don't think they're, you know, particularly a great team. I think really an issue is the style of play is different. Um, Eckler was really good while Gordon was out, but he's a different type of running back. Gordon is a guy, they give the ball to him 20, 25 times a game, pound it out, and then let Rivers make the open throws because the team's worried about the running game. Eckler is a little bit more of a versatile quick back. And so I, I think that teams are looking at them a little different. I also don't think you can just give Melvin Gordon 25 carries a game now because Eckler did play really well. Mm-hmm. So, and, and Gordon, you know, is, is still trying to get up to speed and he hasn't looked great since being back either. So I don't really know what the, the solution is for the chargers right now. It's tough. Um, and this whole division seems like charger esque teams. Uh, Cause we go on to Denver who no one had high expectations for Denver. Um, but they have played well in the past couple weeks. They they beat the Titans most recently and, and the Chargers right before that. This is a team, again, n- not a lot of expectations, uh, but they're getting decent play out of Joe Flacco. They're running the ball pretty well with Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman, um, and they're playing pretty good defense. You know, the, the games that Denver has lost have been close games with relatively yep. low scores. So this is one of those teams, Seth, that I think on a week-to-week basis, you know, they're always a threat to win a game, um, but I don't have much thought for them going deep, especially you know with a two and four record as it sits today. Yeah, it's tough for them. Like you said, it's been really close games. There's a world in which they could be you know four and two instead of two and four. Mm-hmm. You know, um, uh, Flacco has played better than what people have anticipated. Um, he's been, I mean, he's a clear upgrade from what they had last year with Keenum. You know, so it's a clear upgrade. They're 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 a better team. You know, they they have a great running game, a really good defense. It's just some yeah, like you said, these some of these close games, they don't have quite the talent uh, to beat some of the elite teams. But they do play the the Chiefs this week. If they were to sneak a win on the Chiefs, um, we could be maybe seeing them take a you know a run and and keep may, maybe close the gap on that division a little bit. They very well could. It is a tight division. Uh, Chargers and Broncos two and four. Raiders uh, a. a a partial game ahead at three and two, actually about a game and a half, I should say Uh, three and two record for the Raiders. Uh, They come off two straight wins over uh, the bears most recently uh, in a pretty good ball game. And uh, before that, the Colts, Um, the Raiders, again, they're, they're, they're so not flashy. Uh, They're not scoring Mm -hmm. a ton of points. But they're playing pretty good defense. Josh Jacobs has been playing very well, especially as mm-hmm. of late. Um, against the Bears, he had 120 yards and two touchdowns. 
Um, and they're getting enough out of out of Derek Carr. He's playing efficiently. He's completing a lot of passes, and he's not turning it over very much. So this is a very not sexy team. But um, on the season, uh, they're only they're giving up about twenty five points a game, um, and they're actually scoring just a touch less than that on average. So again, this is a team like the Broncos. They're defending well. They're not sexy on offense, but I think they have just made the plays at the end of games to get an additional win. Uh, where the Broncos and Chargers haven't been able to do that. So, you know, again, with the Raiders, for me, this is a team, you know, on any given week, uh, I, I like this team, but I, I don't see them as much of a threat you know, wider than just this division. Do you? Yeah, there, there are a few pieces away yet, I think, to, to becoming, you know, a team that's that's threatening again. Um, I know that, uh, you know, like they, they got, they signed Tyrell Williams this year, who's been good, but now he's banged up. Darren Waller has been really a revelation for them. He's been really good. Um, like you said, Josh Jacobs, Derek Carr has been, been again, accurate and not, doesn't turn the ball over. They're the type of team, like they're, they're like the Broncos. I mean, they're a team that other than I think the Vikings game, they've, they've been pretty close. I mean, I guess the chiefs too, they did kind of beat up in that one, but that was kind of early on in the season too. But you know, they've, they've upset both the Colts and the bears. Um, they got good coaching. I think that's really the biggest thing is Gruden has, has kind of recovered and, and been a, a much better coach for them this year. Um, they're just a few pieces away. They need a little bit more talent on the offense. Uh, they, they do need more talent on defense, too. Um, you know, I, I think that maybe in the next year or two, they'll be more of a threat. But this year, they'll like, like they've already done, they'll upset a few teams. They'll play well. Um, they're just not quite there yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Chiefs are a team that is, is riddled with offensive talent. Um, but they've been banged up in a major way, and they've lost two straight games. Uh, they dropped one to the Texans most recently, and then the prior week they lost to the Colts. Uh, both close games. They were in each of them till the end. And, Seth, I think the biggest thing for them is they're getting really poor offensive line play, and that's translated to Patrick Mahomes playing injured. And he has not put up the the gigantic numbers uh, that we expect to see from him, but he's still played better than most every quarterback. Um, right. They're not getting anything from the run game lately. That that's been a disappointment, Mm-mm. and the defense was never good. So, this is a team that I think <laughs> is showing signs of weakness, and they're vulnerable right now. So, the rest of this division could sneak in here, upset the Chiefs a time or two, and I think the Chiefs are going to have to get some shit straight if they're going to run away with this division like we thought. They have a chance to do that against the Broncos this week, but they have to go to Denver on a Thursday night. We'll pick that game in a little bit. Um, with a banged-up team that has a number of starters hurt. So what's your level of concern for the Chiefs, and what's your level of belief that they'll overcome some of these midseason difficulties? I'm not too concerned. I think that as long as uh, Mahomes gets out of this game on Thursday without really hurting himself any, uh, any further, he has 10 days before his next game. Um, that, that's a pretty good stretch of time to get healthy. Um, the rest of that team, honestly, has, has that time to get healthy. I, some of the offensive line problems have been – um, because of injury as well, I think their best lineman is out this week as well. So, um, it, you know, they they do, you know, they, they they do have some health concerns. I don't think it's an issue of talent um, because you know now they have Hill back, um, and even without him, they were playing fine. So uh, they, you know, Mahomes is banged up. I think when he's full health, there, there's not a better quarterback than him in the NFL in terms of uh, off, you know, just being able to to create offensive uh, plays and and you know. Uh, you know, just be explosive. You know, they're, they're, he is he is what 
you know everyone has has built him up to be he he is just hurt you know and, and there, there is an issue with the line i mean that that's going to come with this, his style of play but uh i think he'll i think he'll get healthier here soon so I still think that they're the favorites in that division. I think that they're still going to be, um, you know, the one of the top two teams in the AFC. Uh, it, you know, they just need they just need to get to get a little healthier and, and protect Mahomes a little bit better. Absolutely, he of course is the key uh, to that team. Let's shift back to the NFC and let's go to the South because this this division has changed a lot uh, since we spoke last. I'll start with the Falcons. We can be quick about them. This is a shit team. Um, <laughs> it used to be that the uh, the defense was bad, but the offense was so good that they could still win games. Um, it turns out the defense is historically bad, and the offense isn't very good. So uh, this is a team that has fallen to 1-5. and five. They just lost to the Cardinals, and prior to that, they got just throttled by the Texans. Um, not much to say about these Falcons other than I can't wait for the Rams to play them this weekend. <laughs> yeah, I mean the defense is absolutely garbage. Their their offense has been putting up a lot of yards and points though. It's just uh, you know a matter of uh, the defense hasn't been good enough, and they end up getting overwhelmed. <laughs> I think by the end, but um, yeah, I, I mean they're they're not a team that is going to be doing any sort of threatening by the end of the year. No. Uh, let's go to Tampa. Now we saw a flash of offensive greatness against the Rams a few weeks back, but. Since then, two losses for Tampa to the Saints and to the Panthers, so two tough division losses. And this is a team that's that's come back down to what we thought it was going to be. Um, Jameis Winston has been bad, um, mainly in that he's turning it over. He's completing a fair amount of passes and a lot of yards, um, but six turnovers in this, this most recent game against the Panthers. And this is a game that they were in. You and I watched most of this game, um, or at least I did. I don't know. It's it's a mediocre team. They'll win a couple games. I, I see them in the six and ten range. Um, but the headline is they're not who I thought they were when I watched <laughs> them beat the piss out of the Rams. Um, yeah. But Winston has definitely come back down. I mean, it's 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 what you've ex- come to expect from Winston. He's great one week and terrible the next. Yep. That that's Winston's mo. Um, he's always been. You know, and even the games where he's great, he still has a few tur- turnovers usually. You know, the, the usual great Winston is you have 400 yards, four touchdowns, and two picks, something or one pick or fumble, you know, something along those lines. And then you have these terrible games where he, you know, throws five picks and fumbles twice. So, you know, that, that's the Winston you get. It, you know, it, he's not, he's a talented quarterback that can make a lot of throws, but he's not a smart quarterback. Like he can make every throw, but he's also not great at his decision making. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know he's had multiple coaches. He's gone through many, you know, different systems now with Tampa Bay. It's unfortunately, I think that's just what you got. And I don't know if he'll be the quarterback in Tampa Bay next year. But um, they they actually have some good pieces on that defense. They have, I think, statistically the best run run defense in the NFL right now. But everyone can pass on them. I mean fucking Washington could pass on him right now and name their starting quarterback. So, uh, like, you know, it's, it's, they're just, yeah, like you said, they're, they're going to be, you know, maybe not even six and 10. I I don't know if they'll even end up with that. They're just not, not a great team. Yeah. Let's, let's go on to the Panthers who are surging. Uh, not only have they won the last two straight, they've won four straight games. They were 0 and 2. They find themselves now four and two. And uh, most recently, they've beaten the Jaguars and the Buccaneers uh, in two pretty good ball games. Um, you know, they were on to Seth. Enter Kyle Allen, and he's mm-hmm. won his fourth straight game, uh, fifth straight start going back to last season. 
this is a team that I think believes in itself in a way that they didn't before. I, I don't know that this is a supremely talented team, but they're playing pretty well. Allen has been efficient. He has not turned the ball over much at all. In fact, I think he's working uh, up near a record of consecutive passes without a pick to start his career. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's played well. He's not lighting the world up, but he's not losing them games. Um, they're getting uh, a fair amount of, of offense, uh, and by a fair amount, I mean almost all of their offense, from Christian McCaffrey. Uh, <laughs> but in this last game against Tampa, McCaffrey only 31 yards on the ground, uh, 26 mm-hmm. in the air. Allen was was good enough to win this game with with two touchdown passes. So this is a team, Seth, that, that has some confidence. It's got a little bit of swagger, a couple wins. They're fully behind this young quarterback, and uh, they've got a schedule coming up with a couple big games. Um, I see the Niners coming, the Titans, and the Packers. So they'll have a couple chances to prove – that they're a legit team. Uh, do you think that? Do you think that's the case? Um, yeah, I, th- I think that that they're more legit than not. Kind of like the Niners, even. Uh, yeah, I think that um, they do have talent. They they do have a lot of talent. I mean, McCaffrey. Um, they got some good young receivers. DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel are both really good receivers. Greg Olson is playing at the level of Greg Olson, which you know, at his best, um, he's uh, a top you know, five to 10 tight end in the NFL, who's a, one of the best security blankets in the NFL, um, a good offensive line that that's, that's helping protect Allen, a good defense led by Luke Keekley, who's a game changer. Um, you know, I, I think that this team, that defense though, I mean, they're, they're turning the ball over at an insane rate right now. Um, I think that like, I mean, they played the bucks last week. They had six turnovers. I mean, even prior to that, they had, they, they had games with, I think they've had like four or five games with multiple turnovers in it. So they're they're a defense that gets after it. They're you know they're they're going to give up points, um, but they're not they're, they're going to be able to create turnovers and and put the offense in good positions. And that 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 is a good recipe for that team because McCaffrey can do it all. And uh, you know he, he he's able to control the clock, but he's also able to to get the big play when they need it. So. I think they're I think they're a more legit team than not, and I think they're gonna they're gonna definitely play tough with a lot of teams. I think so too. I'm excited to watch them. Um, they've been I, I watched a lot of their game on Sunday morning, and it, it was a good, just a fun game to watch. I like that team. Um, so real quick, real quick, um, with with the with, with Kyle Allen, um, Cam Newton. There's been a lot of reports coming out that he is getting close to being healthy, and they're not going to bring him back till he's fully healthy. Um, a lot of his issues earlier on the season were uh, apparently due to his health. Uh, do you think he takes back the role when he, you know, is fully hundred percent healthy? No chance. If I if you I'm think so? if I'm Carolina, I'm rolling with Allen. You got to stick with the hot hand, man. And um, you know, Newton was zero two this year, did not play very smart football, and Allen comes in there they're four and zero. I think you got to keep rolling with him. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's I think that's an interesting decision. We'll see. You know, as as they play some more teams, um, you know, some better records and and uh, some more tough teams. If Kyle Allen continues to, to play this way and, and keeps his cool head uh, on him, but you know, the the second he makes a mistake, I think Newton's isn't Newton is back in there. Absolutely, and that's the luxury that they uh, that Carolina has is you know an MVP mm-hmm. waiting in the wings if Allen you know does turn bad, but. Uh, you know, a similar question may need to be answered in New Orleans. Uh, a month ago, we were looking at a one and one Saints team uh, staring down the barrel of six games without Drew Brees, and all Teddy Bridgewater has done is come in and win four straight. Uh, this is a team that has been up and down offensively. Uh, they've won a couple of games that were really low scoring. This defense, though, has not missed a beat. They've played very well. 
Um, most recently, they held Jacksonville to only a f- only two field goals. They won 13-6. to six. Uh, A couple weeks ago, they held the Cowboys without a touchdown as well. So this Saints team, I think people forgot, was incredibly good last year and was a blown call away from the Super Bowl. Um, but they're on track to win, uh, you know, at, at minimum four of the six games without Drew Brees. I don't think there's going to be much controversy about bringing him in when he's healthy um, over Bridgewater, but the Saints right now look like one of the best couple teams in the NFC. Yep, I definitely agree with that. Um, yeah, I, I, there's once Breeze is healthy, he's coming back. I, you know, I think Bridgewater's been good, and, and this is exactly what Bridgewater is. We, we've seen this uh, when he's been a starter. Doesn't turn the ball over a lot, isn't a great offensive dude, but um you know he he's he does enough to to put the team in a position to win now that it doesn't doesn't hurt that they have uh you know good line and and some really good running backs who are banged up this week um Kamara and Latavius Murray Murray have both uh missed practice and they're, they're both in question to play this week and and so you know we'll, we'll see what happens there um you know this could be a maybe a, a lost week for them finally but um, yeah, I mean, I think once Breeze comes back as well, hopefully he's 100% healthy too. Uh, the defense is playing great and has played really great for two seasons now. Um, and as long as they can stay healthy in, in the backfield as well, Michael Thomas is one of the best receivers in the NFL. They're, they're like you said, they're a contender. Uh, you know, they're one play away from the Super Bowl last year. They're, they're going to be a tender contender now and, and I think for the next couple of years. So, um, you know, we could see the Saints in the Super Bowl here in, in February. Wouldn't surprise me at all. And, and the benefit I think they have is, you know, they're playing well with Bridgewater. So if Breeze needs an mm-hmm. extra week or two, mm-hmm. they don't need to rush it back. This is a team that's thinking Super Bowl, and so they don't need to make week nine decisions. They want to make season-long ones. Mm-hmm. Let's turn to the AFC South, which is as jumbled uh, as uh, – as the NFC South is. And we'll start at the bottom with the Titans. Uh, their big news, they're 0-2 the last two weeks. They've only managed seven points in the last two games behind, or in the last two games uh, combined. And the big news this week, Marcus Mariota has been benched, and we have um, Ryan Tannehill, former starter for the Miami Dolphins, uh, is going to be starting this week against the Chargers. Now, the Titans have played very good defense all season. So this is a team that's never far from a win. Uh, they've only allowed 92 points all season, which is, I believe, third or so in the NFL. So this is a very good defense, uh, but they're struggling to score. Do you think Tannehill gives them a little shot in the arm and, and they maybe get rolling a little bit? Not really. I mean, he's a better quarterback than than Mariota, but I still don't think this team is very good. Um, I've been saying it all year. I don't think they're a very good team. They have talent, um, you know, especially in the receiving core. They have two first-round picks. They got um, a great tight end in Delaney Walker, good running backs and and Henry and Lewis. But for whatever reason, they just can't put it all together. Um, the defense is, is is good, but they're just something missing with them, and I, I don't I don't see them making any sort of run uh, at, at any playoff spot. It would certainly be tough. Um, we go to Jacksonville. When we last spoke, we were all about Minshew magic. Uh, Gardner Minshew had won two straight games. Now he's lost two straight games against the Panthers and the Saints. Um, Jaguars not putting up a ton of points. Minshew has been pedestrian. You know, th- this is the real Gardner Minshew, um, if you ask me. Um, specifically in this most recent game. He played really well against the Panthers two weeks ago, but against the Saints, uh, only only uh, 163 yards and an interception. But they've been going to Leonard Fournette a lot. They, he's, his, mm-hmm. his share of the offense has gone up quite a bit. 
Um, but again, Seth, this is a team, they just traded away Jalen Ramsey. I don't think they have high hopes for this season. And I think they'll sneak up on a couple teams and, and maybe upset a couple of them. But, you know, th- this is a bottom third team, if you ask me. Yeah, I think that, I mean, both of those both of those matchups are tough. And I think that both of those teams are, you know, better, obviously, than, than, than the Jaguars. But I don't think that they're completely a lost cause. Uh, I, I do think that... Um, they have some hope for the future. Uh, you know, they still have some talent on the defense. Haven't hasn't been the same shutdown Jacksonville defense that has been in the past, but still have a lot of talent on that team. So, um, you know, we'll we'll see what what they end up at. Um, you know, I could I still see them uh, closer to five hundred than than you know, but you know, bottom bottom half or you know, bottom third, like you said. I I see, I see them closer to seven and nine, eight eight and eight somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a successful year, considering especially that they lost their starter in week one, uh, as did the Colts, who uh, have been playing pretty well uh, under Jacoby Brissett. Uh, Most recently, they just beat the Chiefs in an upset uh, two weeks ago, and then they're coming off a bye this week. So going back to that Chiefs game, uh, this was a really well-played game for the Colts. They defended well. Brissett was efficient, and they got a huge game from Marlon Mack, who has been playing very well this season. Um, this is a Colts team that is built to win, in my belief. Um, we've talked in the past about how, you know, even without Andrew Luck, the rest of this roster is stacked. They sit at 3-2 and two right now, so they're a half game behind the Texans um, in that division. And, Seth, I think this is a Colts team that's going to compete for and possibly win the AFC South. Yeah, I think it's tough because I do like the Colts, and I think that they are definitely uh, firmly in the wild card hunt uh, for for the AFC. I don't. I think that we'll talk about the the next team here, uh, the the Texans. But I think the Texans have taken a big step up over the last couple of weeks, and uh, Watson has been playing much better. The offensive line has been playing much better. So I, I I do see that division going to the Texans, but I think the the Colts are still going to play tough, and I still think that they're going to be uh, firmly in the wild card. Uh, conversation here for the rest of the season Mm -hmm. let's go to Houston they've won two straight games and uh they absolutely throttled the the Falcons um and some of these numbers are just fucking stupid Deshaun Watson had 400 (laughs) 425 yards and five scores um Will Fuller had 14 catches 200 yards and three touchdowns this was just this was just they were just shitting points and uh, and then (laughs) they followed that up with a with a tight win a well-played win over the Kansas City Chiefs so Houston is four and two. They're on top of this division. Deshaun Watson is playing well. Uh, I think they're doing two things. They're protecting Watson a little bit better. He's still getting hit too often, but they've gotten a lot out of their running game. Carlos Hyde in this past game, uh, 26 carries, 116 yards and a touchdown. And then Deshaun mm-hmm. Watson adds 42 yards and two more scores on the ground. Um, I think this is a team that's finding its way. They've obviously got offensive weapons. They're capable of scoring a lot of points. And Mm -hmm. in this last game against the Chiefs, uh, the defense stepped up and participated as well. So I would agree. I think it's definitely uh, Houston and the Colts uh, running in this division. Um, But I like what I'm seeing, and I'm glad to see some success from Deshaun Watson for sure. Yep, definitely agree with that. I I think that they've looked a lot better. They're getting some things figured out. Um, You know, they have played some terrible defenses the last two weeks. But, uh, you know, this this is – I think Watson is definitely a guy who – works well off rhythm and momentum and you know once he's get once he gets hot and starts playing extremely well he's going to continue to do that for a while so uh, I do like uh, the Texans uh, going forward I think that they're a team that can put up points 
against really anyone. And I, I think that their, you know, their weakness is obviously their defense. But uh, as long as they can put up these points, it's kind of like, you know, almost like the Chiefs. You know, they, they have a shot to win any game. I don't think Watson is, is you know, quite to the, you know, when Mahomes is 100%, obviously. But he's still a great quarterback who, who can, you know, manufacture points. So I, I do like the Texans here going forward. Absolutely. Uh, Texans and Colts playing this weekend. We'll preview that in a game in a bit. Uh, but I think we're going to learn a lot about both teams this coming Sunday. Back to the NFC. Uh, let's go to the East, which is a total shit show all of a sudden. Uh, we'll start at the bottom with the Redskins. They get their first win uh, in a 17-16 classic over the Dolphins this week. But this is a team that's now fired their head coach. Um, they've got people asking to get traded. They've they just it's a total fucking shit show. This is probably the second worst team in football. Um, I don't even I don't even think there's much to say about the Redskins. They're going to be a doormat, I think, for the rest of the season. Yep, we're done. Skip past them. <laughs> we go to the Giants, and we were pretty. I was pretty excited about the Giants a couple weeks back, but they've lost two straight uh, against the Patriots and Vikings. So really good competition, uh, and we've seen Daniel Jones play like you expect a rookie quarterback to play. Um, I don't think the stakes are very high for this Giants team. They don't see themselves as a, as a real, you know, playoff or Super Bowl contender. But you know, you're seeing Jones work out, you know, some kinks, get more involved in the offense. And this is a team that's still waiting on the return of Saquon Barkley, uh, and they're they're expecting that I think in the not too distant future. So again, another team that week. I think is going to win a couple games uh, this season, but certainly aren't world beaters. Yep. Yeah, again, kind of we can just move past them. I think that they have a lot of promise for the future. Um, they still need to get some more weapons, I think, on the offense, but um, and, and definitely shore up that defense. They they've been awful on defense, but. Uh, here, I think a couple years, I think they're going to be uh, definitely a tougher team uh, to compete with. But right now, not much to, to worry about with the Giants. Mm-hmm. One of the worst defenses in football, for sure. Um, they're among the highest in points allowed. The crazy thing, though, the Giants sit at 2-4. and four. They're one game back from the lead in this division uh, because the Eagles and Cowboys are tied. Uh, we'll start with the 3-3 three and three Eagles, who are coming off a loss to the Vikings. And we'll talk about your Vikes and, and their, their good play in a second, uh, the week before they beat the pants off the Jets. So uh, I, I, I'm not sure where to put this Eagles team. Uh, you know, and on our last show, uh, I was really stoked on them. I really thought that they were hitting a good stride. But this Vikings team seems to have come out and really exposed them. Uh, they absolutely got torched deep a bunch of times. This is a team that can get beat in the secondary. Um, but Wentz has played well. They've got a whole gang of running backs uh, that have played pretty well. But But they're banged up. And I, again, I think much like the Rams, they're a really talented team that I think is still going to struggle and still going to have to scrap and fight for wins. Um, but right now, Seth, they're tied for the top of that division uh, with the Cowboys. So, you know, even though this team has had its struggles, they're, they're right in the mix. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously I watched that game on Sunday and, um, you know, I've, I've talked about all year how, how the, the Eagles have a huge weakness in the secondary and I'm not not the biggest believer in the Eagles. Um, you know, offensively, they, they do look good. Um, Wentz is looking better. Their their running game is getting going. I think they're figuring that out, kind of what that running game looks like with, with Howard and, and Miles Sanders. Um, receivers are starting to get healthy, but that defense, they they should have traded for Ramsey. They, mm-hmm. they need something uh, in in that secondary and uh, until they get that figured out they're not a team that that is going to be a contender because any team is going to be able to throw on them I mean look at the Vikings they only threw 29 times haven't been good at all at, at all this year uh, you know in the passing game 
and they torched him. You know, so they 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 have to get someone back there because they are not going to be anywhere near the a playoff run with, with the way they're doing right now. No, they, they they very well may not, but neither may the Cowboys be because the Cowboys fall to three and three, and this has been this has been two, uh, sorry, three really ugly losses in a row. Um, mm-hmm. They lose to the Jets, uh, who we'll talk about in a bit, but kind of a resurgent Jets uh, by the looks of this last game. They lost to the Packers the week before and the Saints um, the week before that. Dak has really come back down to earth. Um, his completion percentage has fallen. He's not scoring as many touchdowns. Elliott has been great, um, but this defense uh, has allowed some serious points as well, 24-34 uh, the last two weeks. This is a Cowboys team, Seth, that I, I struggle to remember whether or not you were ever really all in on them, but I think we're seeing a, a, a better indication of the, the true limitations, I think specifically of their coaching staff, because this is one of the best talented rosters in football, but they just haven't been able to put it together. What do you think the problem is? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, um, I was was higher on them uh, a few weeks ago. You know, I did have them kind of as the lock in that division, and I still do. I, you know, like like I just talked about the Eagles, I'm not really still a believer in the Eagles. Um, with, with the Cowboys, though, you mentioned uh, – you know, I, I do have a little bit higher eye of the, on them because I, you know, I'm a, I, I have Zeke on my fantasy team. Zeke has been good. You know, he's had 100 yards in most games. Um, he just hasn't been the same. Like for whatever reason, I think it's the offensive line, honestly. But he's been he's been good for running back standards, but he hasn't been Zeke. You know, the the same level of Zeke game. You know, game breaking. Um, you know, average. You know, just eating up chunks of yards. He's been good, but not great. And so the the running game really hasn't been going as well as it has in the past. Um, you know, Dak has been fine. They have good receivers on that team. The defense has been good. Uh, it just for whatever reason, like you said, they're they're not. They're not they're, they've had some bad losses, and they're not looking. They're they're not able to to really take a hold of the games that that they should. Um, I think I think as the season goes on, they're type type of team that's built to last. You know, late you know later on the season, they play good defense, they run the ball well. Um, I think as the season goes on, they'll, they'll they'll continue to just stick to that formula, and I think good things will happen. Um, I just think right now they're just hitting a, a rough patch, and uh, it's going to take some time. I think for for the, everything to get going, and and really for that that run game to to really pick up and, and take control of games like it has in the past years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have a chance to um, sort of re uh, well get right, uh, as we put it earlier. Uh, they play the Eagles this Sunday night in a huge uh, NFC East matchup on Sunday Night Football. Uh, we'll preview that one a little bit later, but that's a big game uh, coming up for the Cowboys, who fortunately are in that division because at 3-3, three and three, uh, the Rams are in third place and the Cowboys are in first. So... Um, certainly a winnable NFC East this year. Um, the AFC East is also very interesting. Uh, the Dolphins are 0-5. They, I think, blew their one chance at a win Pass. by losing to the Redskins. And, again, they're a doormat. Yep. They're going for the first-round pick. Yep. We can skip them. They'll, Tua will have fun playing in Miami. Uh, the Jets, though. The Jets are interesting. They were 0-5 until they beat the Cowboys this past week. And no one expected them to even be in that game. You and I didn't pick it even with a, a healthy point spread. Sam Darnold comes back. They played incredibly well. 
that this defense was never a bad one, um, but the defense played very well against the Cowboys. Uh, Sam Darnold goes for 330 yards, two touchdowns, one pick. They do have Le'Veon Bell on this team and a talented, if uh, if not famous, core of wide receivers. Uh, again, not a team that I think is playoff bound, but I think they may flirt with a 500 record because Darnold yep. gives them a real shot in the arm, if you ask me. I, I totally agree. I was just going to say, I mean, I pulled up their schedule here. So they play the Patriots this week. Not going to win that one. Mm-mm. But they got the Jaguars, the Dolphins, the Giants, the Redskins, the Raiders, and the Bengals, and then the Dolphins again um, over that stretch. So there, there's definitely a world in which they end up, you know, uh, five and five, six and six, something like that. Um, by the time that, you know, the, they get to the next tough game um, with the Ravens. So then, then they have the Ravens, which is a tougher game, uh, the Steelers, and then the Bills. So. They, I mean, like you said, they could easily end up 500. And I know that's weird to say being one and five, but um, they, they could easily end up 500 here. So uh, I, I like Darnold. I really do. Like you said, he added a lot to that offense. Bell is playing well. Uh, defense has some some good pieces. C.J. Mosley's playing well. Um, I, I do like them. I, I think that they, they could really beat a few teams and they have a good favorable schedule coming up. Let's talk the Bills. Uh, four and one. They're coming off a bye week, but two weeks ago, they beat Tennessee fourteen to seven. And this Bills team is not scoring many points. Um, the highest point total they've had this season was twenty-eight points. But their defense has played so incredibly well that they're in mm-hmm. all these games. Um, I like this Bills team. I think they're playing really great defense. I think this team goes as far as Josh Allen carries them because. He has played well in a lot of games this season, but he's obviously limited, um, you know, three picks against the Patriots before he left with a concussion in that game a few weeks back. Um, I, I definitely, I think it's, I think it's Allen that's going to decide how far this team goes. What's your level of faith in him? Um, I, I like Josh Allen. Uh, I think he's he's an accurate quarterback when he's accurate. He's very inaccurate when he's not. But um, you know, he's he's got the run game uh, to his game as well. But the, the overall run game for that team is is very good. Um, I, I think that while he's definitely a factor in this, I honestly think it's the defense and the run game that that's going to take this team far, almost like the the Niners. Um, the very similar type of, of, of offense and defense. And, uh, you know, of course, they play in a tougher division with the Patriots being there. But um, yeah, the, the bottom two aren't, aren't as tough. But, um, you know, the, in the AFC in general, I think is a little more tough. But you know, I, I I definitely see them in in a wild card spot here coming up by, at the end of the year. I think they're I think they're going to be a, and they'll be a tough out. I think in the playoffs, that, you know, if they do make it there. Well, yeah, if uh, you know, if I'm in January and it's cold, um, I really like this Bills team to win a playoff game for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, they're going to have a yeah. tough time winning the division mainly because they look up at the Patriots, who have been I think far and away the best team in football. Um, mm-hmm. They have the best defense in football, and Seth mm-hmm. the the the. It's a cool. It's a gorge between them and the next team. Um, mm-hmm. They've allowed only 48 points in their six games, so that's eight points per game um, <laughs> in total. And I, th- I know at least two of those touchdowns uh, came from defenses like pick sixes and fumble recoveries. So this defense is is historically good. Uh, the offense, though, has experienced some difficulty in the past couple weeks. Now they won handily, 35 to 14 over the Giants, and before that, 33 to seven over the Redskins, but, um, you know, 
the numbers have not been gaudy, and they've been dealing with a lot of injuries on offense. Now, they benefit from a schedule that is not terribly difficult. Uh, they've got the Jets and Browns coming up, who I think will, will give game efforts, but uh, the Patriots should beat both of those teams. Um, has your has your thoughts on the Patriots changed at all over these last couple of weeks in terms of them being the best team in football and probably the favorite to go all the way? No, they're still still definitely the, the best team in football. I mean, like you said, they scored. 30, you said they have struggles, but they still scored over thirty points the mm-hmm. last two weeks, so they're just fine. Uh, they got weapons everywhere. Uh, they're they're getting some weapons back in Nikhil Harry and uh, Jacoby Myers. Two really young. I, Nikhil Harry was their former was their first round pick this year. Jacoby Myers had an incredible connection with Tom Brady in the in the uh, preseason, um, and he talks very highly of him um, still to this day. And so. You know, they got weapons everywhere. They got the best defense in the NFL, and it's not close. Uh, yeah, they're, they're going to be just fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Back to the NFC. I think we've got just the North left, which is one of my favorite divisions to watch. We had a, a really good game between the Lions and the Packers on Sunday, which a lot of folks are saying was determined by the refs. And this division is so tight. If the Lions had won that game, they'd have been in first place. But they lost, mm-hmm. so they're in last place, which is a, mm-hmm. a crazy, a crazy thing to see. Um, they had their bye two weeks ago, uh, so they've only had this this Packers game where they lose by a point. But um, Matt Stafford, two hundred sixty-five. They had you know not a ton from the run game, but Kenny Galladay has proven to be a really solid receiver. He goes for over a hundred yards um, in this game. So this is a Lions team set that at two two and one. I I still think. Um, is a very good one, and, and they are staring down the barrel at a, a showdown with the Vikings, which I think will be very telling. But uh, I really like this Lions team, and I think they're gonna I think they're gonna beat some teams for sure. Yep, definitely. I mean, I've talked about it all year. Good defense, um, got got a lot of good a lot of good pieces, um, good running game. Good, you know, Matt Stafford is a, is a solid quarterback at his stage in the career at his stage in his career. Um, like you said, Kenny Holiday's playing well. Um, yeah, I, I like them a lot. I think they're just a tough team, coached very well, a lot of good pieces, and, and they're going to play tough all year. They have uh, the Bears just ahead of them. Bears right now at 3-2. and two. They're coming off a bye, uh, but two weeks ago they lost to the Raiders uh, when they had Chase Daniel starting at quarterback. Um, what's the status on Trubisky? Is he planning on playing this weekend? I haven't heard, but I, I would guess so. Um, you know, he's out with the, with the shoulder injury, but... Um, non-throwing shoulder, and uh, it sounded like it was not anything super serious. So um, my guess is that he would play. I see now a report from today. Trubisky practiced in full. So it looks like they're expecting to have him uh, available this weekend. This is a Bears team, again, like everyone in this division. They're playing really good defense. Uh, The Bears, I think, have a ceiling in terms of how much scoring they're going to do. But another team Mm -hmm. set that's going to be in every game because their defense has been so dominant. Yeah, great defense. Uh, weirdly enough, though, their running game hasn't been nearly as good as as, the, uh, as expected. Uh, Montgomery's been kind of a disappointment, which which sucks being Iowa State fans. We, we really like watching him, but he is he hasn't been very good. I know he's averaging under four yards a carry right now, closer to closer to three. Um, so that that's disappointing. Um, they haven't really used Tariq Cohen like they like they have in the past. They're using him a little more now, but um, you know even even him, you know it's it, they've been trying to purposely limit his touches. Um, the quarterback play has been su- suspect, um, but you know because of that defense, they're still three and two, and they're hanging in there in games. So, you know, I, I think honestly, anyone could end up being either first place or last place in this division. Yeah, absolutely. The whole the whole division 
Um, not a big spread. We go to the Vikings. Your Minnesota Vikings are four and two, and they have had a fantastic rebound over these last <laughs> couple of weeks. The last time we spoke, we were talking about how they need to move on from Kirk Cousins and their offense sucks. They can't score. Um, all Cousins did was come out and throw for a combined uh, 650 or so yards, six touchdowns and one pick over the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have wins over the Giants and the Eagles. And you had to have liked what you saw this Sunday because Cousins goes for 300 yards and four touchdowns. Um, and they had uh, Madison and Cook combined for 100 yards on the ground. Stephon Diggs gets in the mix with three long touchdowns. Now this was the Eagles secondary we're talking about, but are, are you are you feeling a lot better now because of what you've seen from Cousins in these past couple weeks? Um, I wouldn't say a lot better, but definitely um, encouraged. Uh, I, I think that this week against the Eagles is going to be a big test. Um, they they. Or not Eagles, excuse me, the, the Lions. This week against the Lions is going to be a big test because it's really, I mean, it's the first real defense they've played in a little bit. Um, if they continue to be balanced against the Lions, that's exactly what they need to do uh, to, to prove that they're that they're going to be a tough team because that's what they did this week. They threw it almost 30 times. They ran it a little bit more than that. Uh, I know Zimmer was happy with what he saw. Uh, the, you know, the, the, the both Thielen and Diggs look great. Um, they're getting their tight ends involved too. Uh, you know, it's overall, and they they ran. Uh, is I'm more impressed, honestly, with the running game this week because the Eagles are one of the top two or three run defenses in the NFL, and they ran for they were the first team to run over for over 100 yards against them this year. They're averaging uh, the Eagles are averaging only like 64 yards a game on the ground, uh, and between Madison and, and Cook, uh, I think both almost had 100 yards. So. Um, really good game for between the between uh, the running game and then obviously the passing game looked great. Um, defense again did what did what it needed to do. Um, I noticed the one thing that was that was great for me to watch this week was that the Vikings got up to an early lead and you know it looked really good for a while and then the Eagles started coming back and the momentum was swinging their way and and countless times as a Vikings fan I've seen this where they go up big and then lose a game because they just you know basically they lose the momentum and and things don't go their way. But they weathered that storm and took the game back over in the third quarter. And there was no question who was winning the game after after that. After they, they scored it, they answered with, uh, I think it was like 14 or 1,600 answer points or whatever. And then the Vikings just took over after that. And that was great. That was the great thing to see, honestly. That was, that was what I was most encouraged about overall in that game is because they didn't let the momentum swing them the other way. Kirk Cousins just came out made the throws that he needed, that he needed to, and, and they, they took the, the game back over. So I'm encouraged, um, but they got the Lions this week, which is tough, kind of a break with the Redskins, knock on wood, and then they go back to playing the Chiefs, which will be a big game. So they got a tough schedule coming up after starting with the Chiefs. Um, I'm encouraged, though. I, I hope they stay balanced and hope they Cousins continues to look as, as well as he has because he looked pretty sharp in the last couple of games. Absolutely, and this is a team, as much as any team in the league, this team – you said it has balance, and they're a very complete team. So, you know, they're they're going to be a tough out, and in a very tough NFC North, uh, I think this this team has a real chance to take it. We'll see how they perform over these next couple weeks. I think we'll learn a lot about the Vikings over the next month. Yeah, I think the thing too that that I liked seeing was that um, the I think the offense has responded uh, by being more creative. Uh, a lot of reverses, and then this week they they rolled Cousins out a lot, which was which was important. They they made him not be under pressure because of play design, and that's been an issue. Um, when he's under pressure, he is garbage. And the the first few weeks of the season, he was under pressure a lot. 
they they moved him around. They used different schemes. They they used they they created the reverses and things like that to get the defense on their toes. The defense is guessing now against them, which that that's what they need to do. Because if not, they're they're just going to get pressure on on Cousins. So very encouraged with what I saw. I dig it. They look up right now at the five and one Green Bay Packers, who we talked about their dramatic win uh, over the Lions here this past week. Uh, the the issue that you know the Packers have not a lot has changed for them. They they've won their last two games uh, over the Cowboys and the Lions, so two really good wins for this team. Uh, the defense continues to play very well. Um, they're giving up a little more points, but they're keeping the score low enough where you know Rodgers in this offense, which has found a little bit more of a stride after I think some growing pains early in the season, but. If there's a weakness on this Packers team, I think, Seth, that it's the receiving core. A lot of young guys who have not broken out. Um, but we saw a great performance from an ISU alum, uh, Alan Lazard, who goes for 65 yards and a very big go-ahead touchdown um, near the end. Uh, or not a go-ahead, but a very big touchdown um, in this game. So this Packers team, again, not a lot has changed. They're still playing great defense. Rodgers has, has settled in. Um, but they they need Devontae Adams to get healthy and come back and give this offense a little bit more of a spark, I think, if they're going to be the top team that we think they're poised to be. Yeah, I, they, they are definitely, um, you know, in control right now. It's crazy that they're they're playing the way they are. You know, this is not typical Packers football. Um, but it, but it's it's definitely impressive to watch. I mean, Rodgers has made the plays the last few weeks when he's needed to, but they've been had a really great running game, a really good defense. Um, I mean, this week they they def- there was three separate calls that really cost the Lions the game. Um, so, and, and, and unfortunately, that's part of the game. You know that that's how it happens. But um, you know we could very very easily be looking at a four and two Packers team uh, and who's tied for the lead. But um, you know I hate to see them play so well, but they're definitely you know they're 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 the they're the toughest team in that division I think right now so we'll uh, we'll see where how everything shakes out by the end of the year I think so I love this uh, running back tandem Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones have been playing crazy well do you put them near the top of your list in terms of running back duos in the league right now um yeah that that that's a tough one you know I I think I would probably lean more towards like with a healthy Gurley Gurley and Malcolm Brown or um. I mean, they, honestly, probably statistically, the best duo is Brita and, and Coleman. But mm-hmm. um, you know, they're definitely up there. Uh, they are uh, kind of a, a nice complement to each other there. So, uh, I mean, just that run game in general has played really well. So, absolutely. Uh, let's wrap up with the AFC North, and this one I think will go pretty quickly. Uh, the Bengals stink. They're zero and six and fucking terrible. Yep. Um, yep. They lose to the Ravens and Cardinals, and they're another doormat Move team. On. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Steelers, though, the Steelers uh, have won. They just beat the Chargers. We talked about them. Um, Steelers are now down to their third quarterback, though. We saw a really nasty injury um, on Mason Rudolph a couple weeks ago, a concussion that looked very scary. Um, so, he uh, should, should be back this week. Okay. He, he cleared the concussion protocol. Uh, so in his absence, uh, some kid named Devlin Hodges uh, came in and did enough to win, but uh, you know another team here. They've got talent, James Conner, uh, you know Juju Smith-Schuster, um, but they've got some real limitations on the defensive side of the ball, and not enough. They really need a quarterback who can sling it for those guys to get into space and really affect the game. So I don't see a lot for the Steelers this season, but certainly they'll win uh, maybe a couple of games, but uh, not a lot going for them. 
Yeah, probably closer to a six and ten team. I think they'll they'll win some games that they shouldn't, um, or they'll win some close games. But uh, I mean, their defense actually has played well. I think they're I think they have I think they're they might be leading in sacks or pretty close to it. Um, so I, you know they they actually are playing pretty decent defense right now. Um, yeah, Mason Rudolph would be back, but he's not you know great quarterback. Uh, Juju Smith Schuster is one of the most talented wide receivers in the NFL has had like three catches the last two weeks. So, um, you know, not, not great, but the running game is playing super well. Um, James Conner's been playing well. Uh, is, I know last week Benny Snell came in and played well, um, which is he a former Ram? Uh, you might be confusing him with Benny Cunningham. I, I don't recognize ah, okay. Benny Snell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Benny Snell. Um, I think he's, Benny Snell is kind of a journeyman, I think, but he, uh, he played well this week too. So uh, they have a lot of talent on that team. And, you know, if they had a real quarterback, they would, they would be, uh, you know, towards the top of the league, but you know, right now, just I mean, with the talent they have, um, playing well and we'll we'll beat a few teams, but yeah, definitely not a contender. Nope. Uh, neither are the Browns because losers lose, and they have found a way to do that each of the last two weeks. There was an impressive win uh, three weeks ago when they went into Baltimore and beat the Ravens, but now they've lost. They got absolutely worked by the Niners, and then uh, lost a close one to the Seahawks. I think what we're seeing these last couple weeks, Seth, is, is some real limitations for Baker Mayfield because this is a team that runs the ball very well. Nick Chubb is among the top couple running backs in football uh, so far this season. Uh, obviously, they're just loaded with talent, but they've got limitations across the offensive line, and that's really exposing Baker Mayfield, who's thrown five picks over the last couple games and has had a very poor completion percentage as well. Um I, again, you know, this is a team that just likes to lose, and they're going to continue to do that, if you ask me. <laughs> uh, still think I'm a little higher on them than, than you. I just, you know, I think the talent wins out overall. But, um, yeah, I do think that they're they're not anywhere near the, the preseason expectations. They're not, you know, probably they, they don't think they'll be a, in a wild card spot either. Um, you know, I've come down from that a little bit. But I still think that they're a talented team that that, that is going to compete with most teams. Um, you know, it's just you know at, at this point there there are too many other teams in contention for that wild card spot to to consider them a threat mm-hmm. they're going into their bye week and they come out to play the patriots and uh yeah. we haven't talked about freddie kitchens but i think he's a terrible coach who's gonna get fired before too long and he's just getting out he's just getting beat by good coaching and you mm-hmm. know regardless of the talent you gotta have the coaching to go along with it and i really don't think freddie kitchens is that guy no I, I agree and that, that's why i don't think they're you know a wild card team or anything like that but um, you know, we'll see, we'll see in the coming years, kind of what, what they do, what they, what they shift around, but, uh, there's just a ton of, they have a ton of talent on that team, both offensively and defensively. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, th- I think that they're too good that way, um, to not compete with teams and to, and to not be, um, uh, you know, a top tier team or not top tier, but close, you know, in, in that area here in the next few years. They look up at the Ravens right now who have gotten right after that loss to the Browns, uh, two consecutive division wins over the Steelers and the Bengals, so two not great teams. But what we've seen here, Seth, is a real conscious decision to get back to running the football with Lamar Jackson. He's got 150 yards most recently against the Bengals, and he had 70 um, against the Steelers a couple weeks back. So this team, this is where they were successful last year, and they're continuing to find success this year. We've seen what Lamar Jackson can do with his arm, and he's been impressive at times this season. But now he's doing it with his legs, the defense uh, has has you know seemingly uh, shored things up after those stumbles against the Browns. They've got a tough schedule coming down the pipe though. Seahawks, Patriots in the next two weeks. Uh, I, this is my favorite team to win this division. 
Um, and I think they're I think they have a chance here to win a couple or at least one statement game over the next couple weeks and, and put themselves back in that top of the AFC conversation. What do you say? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they've definitely come down to earth uh, after the the hot start they had. Um, you know, they. I think that, and that's probably by design, because I think that uh, a lot of people expected them to come out and just run the ball constantly like they, like they did last year. And I think they wanted to start the year hot. They had an easy schedule coming out of the gate. Uh, they wanted to, to show that Lamar is not completely just a, you know, a, a, a threat only on the ground. But, uh, you know, they moved back towards that. Uh, they have a really great running game, a decent defense. And now they have Marcus Peters. Uh, they did trade for Marcus Peters, who is still, you know, a very good cornerback. So they've shored up a few things there. Um, you know, the, the, like you said, I think that they're they're definitely a lock to win the division. Um, I just don't know how far they're going to go in the playoffs. I know that they're built for for uh, playoff football, but at the same time, you know, the AFC is is they have some elite teams there, and I just don't think that the Ravens are quite to the to the level of some of those other teams. So I don't see them really making a, a big threat uh, down down the road, other than just you know maybe winning the wild card round. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you know, win that division, get a home game. You never know what can happen. Uh, we saw Flacco take him all the way a handful of years ago. So um, that's everybody. And it's tried it, 10 years ago. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, the God, we're getting old. Um, that's the new the new way the NFL looks. It's been it's been a couple weeks and a lot of stuff has changed. You know, you look at the Panthers uh, specifically, a team that now is all of a sudden a contender after two really good wins. Um, so. Again, you know, we'll be back to the normal format next week and we'll go game by game, but wanted to touch base on every team uh, and just uh, talk about, you know, what's gone on the last couple weeks. So that, that's it for our recap this week. That just happened. That just happened. Did we win? And we turn now to week number seven. We've got some pretty interesting games coming up on the schedule and we'll get into our pigskin pick them. Want to give a shout out to uh, Dan, who did not win last week, but did tie you, Seth. So we're, you and I are still undefeated. Uh, no one's beaten us in Pick'em so far this year. Uh, so, you know, we don't need to worry about doing any prizes or anything like that. Um, <laughs> and the prior week, week five, I won uh, by quite a margin. I had a really good week in week five. So looking ahead to week seven, uh, we've got uh, some pretty interesting games coming down the, uh, the pipe here. And it all starts with uh, a game that's already been, it's already been completed. So we got to go back in time uh, to pick the game from last night. All right, so last night's game was the Chiefs going to Denver to play the Broncos. And Seth, this is an interesting game because it's a short week. The Chiefs are banged up and coming off a loss and going two mile high, which is always a tough place to play. The Broncos are getting three and a half points here. And I didn't even think about this when I looked at it before. I just clicked the Chiefs without thinking. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm picking the Broncos in this game. I, I, I get it. I get it. The Chiefs are so much more talented than the Broncos, but it's injuries. It's a road game. I'm getting points for Denver. Uh, I'm taking the three and a half. Yeah, I don't think the the Broncos will win, but I do think that um, it'll be close. Uh, the Broncos at home play tough always um and 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 i think uh you know just looking at numbers they generally uh cover the they get if they get if they're getting points at home they usually get they usually cover them so uh, i'm gonna go with the broncos Uh, i love that pick um we go now uh another team another home team getting points the atlanta falcons 
will be getting three and a half points when they host the LA Rams. We talked a bit about this game before. Again, I think it's a get-right game for the Rams. I think they're going to put it in Goff's hands and try to get him in rhythm. And I think the Rams are going to put up a ton of points against a terrible Atlanta Falcons defense. So I say they cover the spread. You can eat your Atlanta points. Give me the Rams. Yep, I agree with that as well. Um, I think they're like, like you talked about. I think there's something to be said for uh, making some of those moves. Uh, you know, I, I do believe there's you know uh, in momentum and motivation in, in football, and I think that the Rams are kind of on the on the swing up now after making some of these moves. They're they're hopeful and they're clearly making moves to win now as opposed to winning in a few years. So uh, if they want to win now. They got to start by by beating the teams handily that they should. So uh, yeah, I got to take uh, take the Rams on that one. This next pick, again, is, is a – there's a lot of picks I love this week. This is one of them. Uh, the Miami Dolphins are going to Buffalo to, pay, to play the Bills. The line here is 16.5 points, and we talked about the Bills. Seth, for me, this is a team that I think will win this game, but they just don't score a lot of points. So I, I see them winning a 13-10, to 10, even a 14-10 even a to 10 game – or, sorry, 13 or 14 to nothing game – where they control the game the whole time, but I, this isn't a team that's going to put up 28 points. So uh, I'm going to take Miami in the points here because uh, this Bills offense just isn't one that scores a ton. See, I'm, I'm going to go with the Bills. Uh, coming off a bye, uh, they've had a lot of time to prepare for one of the worst teams in football, if not the worst team in football. A team that uh, is clearly, and even outright said in media, and, and not so, uh, you know, not not clear words but hinted at it that they're tanking and they're that, that they're losing um i think that the, the bills come out come out hot after the bye and uh you know they they have scored 28 points this year i think that they score that at least so i'm going with the bills all right our first uh, our first disagreement there let's go to cincinnati the bengals are hosting the jacksonville jaguars and again you know this is a game that two weeks ago i would have said jaguars all the way they're playing really well behind Minshew. But this is a team, again, that, that's come back down to earth, traded away the superstar, so I think this team knows what it is. And I'm getting three and a half points at home with the Bengals, uh, and I'm going to take them. So give me give me Cincinnati at home. Wow. I don't know if you've watched the Bengals at all this year or even looked at their their points, but uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's not going to happen. It's, it's going to be the Jaguars. <laughs> all right, if you say so. Uh, here's an interesting game. I think I know what you're going to pick. Um, but it's Detroit against the Vikings. This game is in Detroit. The Lions are favored by a point and a half, and I love this game. I cannot wait to watch it. I think I really like what I'm seeing out of the Minnesota Vikings these last couple weeks. I think they're hitting a stride that is uh, that is uh, sustainable, and I think this is a team that's really figured out its identity over these past couple weeks. I take the Vikings uh, plus a point and a half, and I think they win this one outright. Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna pick the Lions. <laughs> uh, you always pick against the Vikings. I would. I pick the Rams every week. That's the funny thing about you and I. Uh, well, you know what sucks though is the last time you said I'm really excited to watch this game. This is the game I'm most excited for. The Vikings fucking got beat up on. So uh, you got to stop doing that. <laughs> was that the Was that the Packers game or the Lions? I think it was the Packers game and the Bears or game. The Bears, I think yeah. you both said it for those ones. I think it was both. I, I honestly think you said it for both times. So stop. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that's my way of making sure the Vikings lose. Give me the Vikes. You're taking the Lions. Well, we go now to Green Bay. Um, the Vikings could use some help from the Oakland Raiders, who are going to Green Bay to play the Packers. Uh, Packers are favored by six and a half points. And 
I cannot get off this Oakland team. And I don't know that they win this game, but I'm getting a touchdown. And mm-hmm. Green Bay has been playing well, but so is Oakland. I think they at least keep it close. So I'm taking the six and a half and Oakland here. Me too. Um, again, coming off a bye. They've had a, they, they'll have uh, plenty of time to uh, they've had plenty of time to prepare for the Packers. The Packers are coming off of a short week playing on Monday night in a really close game in a game that they that they really lost. And so, um, yeah, I, I think that I think the Raiders come out there and uh, keep it close. And you know what? I, I almost think that they win this one. I like it. I like it. Uh, we go to the Indianapolis Colts. Now, this is a big game in the AFC South. The Colts play host to the first place Texans and the Colts can jump into first place with a win here. Um, Indianapolis beat KC this week. Uh, impressive victory. Uh, but Houston also played really well. I think this is, this is, this could be one of the best games this weekend. Um, the spread is one and a half points. Uh, the Colts being the favorite. And I honestly, this to me is a coin flip. I'm going to go ahead and pick Indianapolis. I think they're the home team. This is going to be a big game for, for the home crowd to get involved in. And um, I like that defense to at least make it a little bit tougher on Watson than it's been in the last couple weeks. So um, I, I think the Colts win by a field goal in what I hope is a very good game. See, no, I know I've been I've been talking about uh, you know having the bye week to prepare. I think this is one where uh, the Texans are coming off a, a big win against the the Chiefs, uh, a lot of momentum in their favor. The offense is clicking all c- cylinders. I think this is an, a case where. Um, not having a bye week and having this momentum going is going to be a benefit for the Texans. So uh, I think that I think that outweighs the having the, the extra time to prepare for the Colts. So uh, and the Colts are coming off of a, a high. You know, you mentioned they beat the Chiefs too, and they're coming off of a high win, and they're, they're they had to kind of snuff that out with a with a bye. Uh, so I'm going to go with the, the Texans on this one. Like you said, it's very close, but I'm just going with the hotter team right now in the Texans. Mm-hmm. I feel it. speaking of hot teams, Arizona Cardinals have won two straight games. They'll travel to the New York Giants, uh, the Giants are favored by two and a half points. I think at the very least this is a close game, but I like what I'm seeing out of this Arizona offense, and I'm getting two and a half points. Give me Arizona. Um, give me Arizona to win by like four, um, but uh, I'm getting two and a half points, and I'm taking them. Um, See, so yeah, again, you're uh, sounding like a broken record, but coming off a of bye, the Giants, um, I, I think that they want to prove something, I, and I think that – this will be their opportunity to, um, if, if I think either one thing's going to happen, one or the other thing's going to happen. The Cardinals win or the Giants blow them out. Um, and, and I do think that the Giants, they should be getting Saquon back this week uh, from the sounds of it. I think Shepard practiced fully, so they should be getting him back as well as Ingram. So, actually, I don't know if Shepard practiced fully. I think Ingram did. I think they still might be missing Shepard. But Golden Tate played really well last week. So they got they got some talent coming back. Um, and, and I don't think the Cardinals will have, they might have Peterson back. I'm not hundred percent sure, but, uh, you know, I think this is, this will be a statement game for the giants, um, that they shouldn't be forgotten in that division. I think they will be ultimately, but this week I think they come out there and, and uh, put a whooping on the Cardinals. All right. Uh, perhaps the easiest pick of the week, at least for me, San Francisco goes to Washington to play the Redskins. The spread here is nine and a half. I say the Niners cover in a game that looks a lot like this Rams one did, frankly, uh, 20 to 20, you know, 20 or 24 points to about, you know, three or seven for the Redskins. Uh, so I, I say the Niners cover. What do you say? Yes. The, the Kyle Shanahan revenge bowl, his former team, uh, the Redskins. So, um, 
Yeah, give me give me the Niners in that one. I, I think that's a relatively easy one. But we could be eating our words too. Who knows? We very well could be. Uh, here's a game that that for me was a tough one to pick. Uh, the Chargers at Tennessee. We talked about Ryan Tannehill making making the start uh, this week. The Titans are favored in this game by two and a half. And it's the number that I really like here. I think the Chargers are the more talented team, even though they always seem to find a way to lose. But I'm getting a field goal here. Uh, so give me the Chargers on the road plus two and a half over the Titans. Um, I know this is surprising, but I, I'm going to go with the Titans uh, on this one. Um, I, I'm just not a fan of the Chargers. I haven't seen anything positive from them this year. And, uh, you know, I, I do think that while I don't think – I said earlier, I don't think Tannehill adds a ton to that offense. I do think that it adds enough in this game against a, a team that I don't like to um, win by more than by by uh, a little bit more than a field goal. So I'm going to go with the Titans. All right, uh, here's a here's a game uh, that earlier in the season looked like a marquee matchup, but is a little bit less sexy now. Uh, the Bears and the Saints. This game is in Chicago. Teddy Bridgewater continues to start for the Saints. Uh, the Bears expect to have Trubisky back this week. Um, I really like what I've seen out of this Saints team. I think they're going to defend well and in a low-scoring game uh, give me the Saints offense to make the last play over the Bears. So in a game that I know will be close, I'm getting the Saints and three and a half. Fuck yeah. Easy pick. Um, I'm going to disagree with you again. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're going to hear me say it one more time here. Coming off a bye, <laughs> the Bears, the the Bears at home. Um, you know, I, I think that the the Saints have been riding a, a a really nice wave of of solid football and and maybe even a little bit of luck. Uh, I th- I do think that the Bears now getting Trubisky back. They need this is this is the week that they need to come off after this bye and show that they are the elite team that they were last year. So if they don't win this one. Um, then I then I th- in a, in, a, in a, at all actually I think I think if they don't win this one I think there's gonna be a lot of questions in Chicago um, I think they need this one uh, in order to to keep pace with the other teams in that division and so I, I think that more I don't want them to win but if they but I think they will and I think that they'll come out there and and, and look a lot better and 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 uh, have this one in hand I think mm-hmm. okay uh, one of my favorite teams in the league right now is the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Russell Wilson has them playing very well. They will host the Baltimore Ravens. So this is a really interesting quarterback matchup for me. Um, I expect a lot of numbers from Lamar Jackson in this one, but if it's going to come down to Lamar Jackson versus Russell Wilson, I'm taking Russell Wilson every fucking time. Uh, The Seattle team is favored by three and a half points. Um, I say you can keep them, and I'm taking Seattle at home to win by a touchdown. I agree. I'm not a fan of the Ravens. Uh, I'm more of a believer in, in Russell Wilson. I'm, I'm taking the, the three and a half there for the Seahawks. All right. The Eagles will go to the Dallas Cowboys to play on Sunday night football. This, so far in the pick as is one of the more uh, hotly debated picks of this week. The Cowboys are favored by two and a half points, and they've struggled. The Eagles have struggled. Who knows what we're going to get out of either of these teams? For me, when it came down to picking this one, um, I I get Carson Wentz, who is the more talented quarterback, and I get a field goal. So I went with the Eagles here, but certainly no shame if you go the other way. Who are you taking? I'm going to take the Cowboys. Um, I I think this is contingent on whether or not Amari Cooper is healthy. If he's healthy, um, he's going to completely torch that defense. 
Um, wouldn't be surprised if he went for like two, 200 yards and two touchdowns. Um, cause if Stefan Diggs can do it, I think he can easily do it. Um, if he's not healthy, then I think it becomes a little bit closer of a game where I might take the the points for the Eagles. But for now, I'm taking the, the two and a half for the Cowboys. Minus two and a half. All right. I like this. W- one of us is going to do really well and one of us is going to be awful this week. <laughs> <laughs> More than likely, it's going to be we're both going to get like five and just, you know, these opposite ones will <laughs> even out, basically. That's true. Uh, last pick of the week, Monday Night Football on ESPN. The New, dun, 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 dun. There you go. The New York Jets uh, with a, a, a back to full health. Sam Darnold uh, have the Patriots coming to town and the spread here is nine and a half points. And I picked this earlier and I can't quite decide why I did, but I'm going to stick with it. I'm taking the jets plus nine and a half. I know, <laughs> I know the Patriots are going to win this game, but uh, the jets at home are feeling really energized coming off the win over the Cowboys. Um, the Patriots have some question marks and some injuries on this offense, so I think that they keep it close enough. So I'm going to take the nine and a half. This is probably my least favorite pick I'm making. Um, so I, I, have, I, have, I definitely won't be surprised if the Patriots win by 20. But I, anytime I'm getting 10 points, it's hard for me to pass those up. So give me the Jets. Uh, you know what? I have to agree with you. I, I'm, I'm going to go with the Jets as well. Um, I think that that Sam Darnold is staying away from the the women. He's he's not he's not uh, making out with anyone. He's taking his football seriously right now, and uh, you know the mono's gone from his body. He's ready to put up some points against the Patriots. So uh, I think he keeps this one close and score and score some points. So I'm going with uh, going with the Jets. There you go. There you go. So those are our picks for this week's game. It's coming right for us. And if you want to pick alongside us, uh, hit the link in the description box to get on our pigskin pick'em. And uh, if you beat us, we'll shout you out on the show, maybe send you a prize. Uh, you probably won't beat us, though, because my picks are all correct. Um, again, uh, hit the pigskin pick if you want to play along with the so and co-host, along with uh, some other friends and fans of the show. So, <coughs> Seth, those are our pigskin pick picks. Uh, now, there's no money on those, but uh, you are a betting man. So let's catch up with how you've done lately with your picks and uh, maybe you can highlight a couple picks if folks want to make some money out there. Let's get into Seth's bets. Again, that sounder makes no sense anymore. But um, <laughs> I'm not. I like Luda, so. <laughs> True. Um, yeah, I've I've had a, a couple good weeks since we uh, since we last recorded. Uh, week five, I went four for six. Don't have the exact details on that. Um, just keep it short for this one as well, but. Um, and then for week six, I won six bets. Uh, I pushed on one. So my first push of the year was the Houston KC game. Uh, the over-under was 55. I bet the over, and uh, it was exactly 55. So I kept $5. Um, I lost I lost only two uh, this week. I, I bet the over on New Orleans and Jacksonville, uh, 43, and then Washington and Miami of over 42. Uh, those didn't happen, but everything else I bet did. Um Felt pretty good about about my week this week, so uh, hopefully we'll keep the momentum going going forward. Um, some upcoming picks this week. Uh, I mentioned earlier, I, I do like the the Texans uh, at at the uh, plus one. I, I do think they'll win, so I, you know I like with the, with that close of a bet. Uh, yeah, I did that with the Seahawks last week. They they were they were plus one. Um, they ended up winning. Uh, I think the same here for the Texans. So I like that as as a, as a bet. The Dolphins and Bills over under is forty. Uh, I, I actually like the under on that one. Uh, I've been pretty good about betting the Bills this year for the over-under. 
you know, like I said, I think that they scored could score twenty eight, but I don't think the the, the Dolphins score uh, ten. So, <laughs> well, you know, we'll we'll uh, we'll see what happens there. But I like the under for that one. I love that. Uh, I would I would just that that pick gets my endorsement as well. I know this sounds weird, but I, I kind of like I, I I do like the minus three for the Jag, Jaguars. Um, so I think that's one I'll go with. But I do like the actually I kind of like the over on that one. Um, the the Bengals uh, the over is forty three and a half. Uh, the Bengals are uh, have a terrible defense, but they have a pretty respectable offense. The Jaguars have been good on offense other than last week, and their defense hasn't been nearly as good, especially now without Jalen Ramsey. So forty three and a half I don't think is that difficult for those teams to to combine. So I like that. Um, Rams and Falcons, I, I, the over under is 54 for that one. I kind of like the over. I know that's mm-hmm. crazy. Uh, I bet the over, I bet the over on the Rams last week as well, or no, I bet the under on the Rams last week. Um, so I've been, I've been pretty consistent with, with betting their over and on over under for the Rams, but, um, this, this one I like over under 54, two defenses that are, uh, shaky right now, two offenses that are, that are great. And one of them needs to get on track. So I like the over in that one. Redskins 49ers uh, over under is 41 and a half on that one kind of like the under there um the the Niners have been outstanding on defense the the Redskins have been bad on offense um 41 and a half points I I think is is a lot for those two teams um Titans and Chargers this this over under is exactly 40 again I kind of like the under um, the, 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 both teams are not great on offense right now. Um, you know, I, I, that one's a little bit tougher just cause they, they've both had games where they've scored a lot of points here and there, but, uh, pretty consistently they're not scoring a ton. So I might go the under on that one. Um, otherwise, I mean, there's not a lot of great, I mean, the, the, the bears over under bear, bears and saints is 38 and a half. Um, this one, I kind of like the over on, uh, I know that sounds weird, but, like I mentioned, I, I just have a feeling about the Bears coming out to score some points this week. And I think if they're scoring some points, the, the Saints are going to be a little more aggressive. So I, I like the over 30 and a half on that one. And Jets and Patriots. Uh, again, I know uh, we, we talked about, uh, you know, the, 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 the Patriots have a great defense. But again, I just have a weird feeling about Darnold this week and, and the Jets. 42 and a half over under. Kind of like the over on that one. Yeah, there, there's a lot of picks here that I, I'm just... Uh, who knows whether or not they'll hit, but I, I'm so delighted in, in choosing, even just for Pick'em. So um, if there's some, some money to be won, uh, then those will be even more satisfying. So uh, make those bets if you are in Iowa or another uh, state that allows for it. Uh, I'll be picking for free because here in Oregon we're not doing that yet. But those are Seth's picks for the week. If you want to make some money, listen to old Seth. He's, uh, he's got the inside, uh, the inside info. And with Cesspicks, we edge ever closer to the end of what's been a a pretty long episode because we had a lot to catch up on. Uh, So we're going to wrap things up in a second, but not before we leave you with one more thing. But I'm down to one more more thing. I want to reiterate in one more thing just how good Russell Wilson has been this season. (laughs) Um, He has 1,700 yards so far, completing 72.5% of his passes, 14 touchdowns, and get this, no interceptions this year. He's been uh, adding scores on the ground as well. He's got, let's see here, 150 yards of rushing uh, over the course of those six games and added three touchdowns as well. His only turnovers have been a couple of fumbles, but Russell Wilson is playing so much better than every other quarterback. If the season ended today, there's no way he's not MVP. And like we talked about, on a team that no one thought was very talented this year, and a lot of people still don't think is, um, he's having crazy numbers, the best of his career, 
um, in every category so far. And he's doing it to guys like DK Metcalf and uh, Tyler Lockett or what is that Tyler Lockett? Do I have that right? Mm-hmm. Um, a bunch of guys yep. that wouldn't make some NFL teams. Uh, he lost his tight end. They're not. They're not uh, having great defense. Or sorry, offensive line play. And the defense has been middle of the pack. So uh, again, this team's going to go as far as Russell Wilson can carry it. And I think he can carry it very deep because he's playing stupid good. Uh, I watched him against the Rams, and he was making some throws that are that should be impossible. Um, and it's been really cool to watch. If you if you don't watch any Seahawks games, find a way to watch Russell Wilson because. He's been incredibly fun to watch. Yep. <laughs> I, I agree. No, he, he's been great. And, uh, you know, I still not still not believer of the Seahawks as a whole uh, more than I was before because of Russell Wilson. And, and it's just a testament to him. Um, you know, hopefully he keeps it up for for their sake. Um, mine is so that there's been a, my one more thing. There's been a lot of talk this week, especially after the Monday night game of officiating. I mentioned a few times this week and I'm kind of on two sides here with officiating. One is that it's part of the game. You got to deal with it. It happens. Uh, the other side though, is that some of these calls this year have been really like crucial. I know, I know. And I know like a lot, in years past, we, we look at these calls and you know, they're big moments in games, but they don't necessarily call games. They're not like, you know, there's really few and far between where it decides a game. And we've seen this a few times this year. And again, most notably this week in such a big division game, uh, big grand stage on Monday Night Football. Um, there's two just just hands to the face calls alone that were clearly on the guy's shoulder pads. And I know there's bang, bang, quick plays. Um, but I think those type of calls need to be really like clear and obvious you know and and so there's been a lot of talk about what what do we do and i don't know if there's a really good answer you know do we make those calls um reviewable do do we extend the reviewable plays to every penalty or keep it just at pass interference um do we get rid of the pass interference ones because some of those have taken away touchdowns that aren't necessarily that need to be or in past years haven't been you know there's just a weird line Um, i've seen some people talk about um, having uh, calls be all calls be reviewed by um, uh, official uh, officials in New York and then relayed back to the refs or you know that type of thing. Um, you know I think at that point it becomes very nitpicky because you know they're holding almost on every play. Uh, do we have people review every play for holding? You know there's just all kinds of variables here. I do think though that that some of these big moments that do uh, you know cause games, to be decided by 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 penalties need to be looked at a little bit more and and, and especially coached up um, by you know to the refs because uh, you know that 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 type of stuff is is really really unfortunate and it could cost the Lions a playoff spot by the end of the year. Um, so I, I don't I don't know what the solution is, but there definitely needs to be something looked at and, and discussed more in depth because uh, some of these have been really really tough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like the idea. I still think there needs to be an element of of human refs on the field you know, calling things in real time. I like the idea of having each flag as it's thrown be quickly reviewed by another official upstairs. And so there's a chance Mm -hmm. for them to pick up flags that they threw Mm -hmm. erroneously. Uh, The Rams were a victim of this in the Seattle game. Um, uh, Basically, they were flagged for helmet-to-helmet contact and there wasn't any. And so um, that, I think, would be the easiest to implement right away. I don't think they should be calling penalties based on replay, 
but they could at least be like verifying flags that go down. That would be my suggestion, mm-hmm. but you're right. Something needs to be done because that's a shitty way to lose a game. Um, and frankly, mm-hmm. a shitty way to win a game. You know, the Rams won the NFC Championship game on a terrible call. And uh, <laughs> I, I, of course, will laugh in the face of every Saints fan who complains about that. But still, it kind of puts a, a crappy asterisk on on wins for, you know, probably for the Packers this week, too. Yeah, and the, there was even a, a clear pass interference call. Um, and I think the the, begin, the end of the third or beginning of fourth quarter on Kenny Galladay, that there, it, it was a no call. It should have been called. There was a no call. And uh, that would have put them in field goal range and that would have won the game so or potentially won the game for for the for the lions so let alone the two hands to the face calls uh on the same guy who's never been called on in his career uh for for hands to the face so it's tough it's it's really tough because you know one hand you can understand where the refs are coming from it's all bang bang plays but at the same time there needs to be some sort of check so um hopefully that gets addressed uh in the coming years but um until then sorry for you lions fans um, I definitely wanted you to beat the Packers, um, but uh, hopefully the Vikings win this weekend. <laughs> there you go. Uh, we'll see who pays the refs more this week. Um, but until then, Vikings. we got uh, Russell Wilson doesn't need officiating. That's what I say. But I'm down to one more, one more thing. All right. That's it for the, uh, I guess, return episode, uh, the week six, week seven episode of the SoCo Sports Show. Again, if you want to join us in Pigskin Pick'em, hit the link in the description box. Also, don't forget to check out all of our sponsors and uh, make sure you, you you subscribe wherever it is you're listening to the show and also help us out, uh, share with a friend and bring more people to the party. If you want to support the show, uh, you can do so just by playing and listening, by sharing with friends, um, but you can also contribute directly to the show at our anchor page, which you can link to. Uh, and shout out to our good buddy Mike, who is already doing so. Um, again, we're back on a normal schedule after last week's time off. So uh, next Friday, there will be more SoCo Sports Show. We'll, we'll recap the Week 7 games and uh, preview the Week 8 ones as well. Can't believe we're getting close to halfway through uh, this season in the NFL. So it's been a fun one, and we'll be talking about it all year. So uh, for the SoHo, Seth Ott, I've been the co-host Cody Michael, and we will see you next week. Bye. Sports. And boom goes the dynamite.